Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Dean Martin to his Jerry Lewis, Michael Howard. Hi, ladies! Wait, am I? was I Jerry Lewis? I always forget. Yeah, you're Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I'm Dean it? Martin to your Jerry Lewis. You, right, you nailed it. You're the cool, calm, and collected one. And I'm yeah. the real piece of shit, Jerry Lewis. So, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis had a, uh, a, a comedy duo. Uh-huh. For a Much while, like, but then yeah. they had a then they had a f- falling out, and they didn't talk to each other for like a good twenty years. Oh no! And then they got back together though, and they were as funny as ever. So we haven't talked for a while. Well, we have. I mean, we have an episode coming out that hasn't quite come out yet. Mm-hmm. But before that, it had been a while. I'm yeah. just saying that they don't have people don't have to worry. We're going to come back better than ever. Better than ever. Just as funny. Um, way less racist than Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, though. Probably, Even if it was just the implied racism and sexism. Yeah. Like, we're just we're just better. Really? Yeah, like, like at least 99 percent less racist. Mm hmm. And we're trying to get rid of that last one percent. <laughs> Man, it's so hard. Just bubbles up sometimes. Uh, well, Michael, how are you this week? My bud. I am doing well. How about you? Doing okay. Um, it's E3, if uh, oh. if you didn't know. Video game week. Just all the new and hottest video games are coming out, and that's fun for me. I heard uh, that Keanu Reeves was there. Keanu Reeves was there, uh, just as himself. He should have been there the whole time, uh, but someone just put him directly into a video game, and that's how most video games, I feel like, should be, and I wish they weren't. Keanu Reeves should be in Not everything that. ever. I so there's a new Netflix movie out with Ali Wong called mm-hmm. uh, "Always Be My Maybe." Yeah, and Keanu Reeves is in it, and I knew he was in it, but what I did not realize was that he was in it as himself, but like right. a ridiculous, insane version of himself, and it's incredible. And I highly recommend watching it just for yeah. that part. Even I haven't seen it yet. I want to. I I think the the main like so I, I saw that trailer and just like. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want Keanu Reeves in everything, either as Keanu Reeves or just not, whatever. Um, but I did, I think the one thing I read about that was like, yeah, yeah, good for Ali Wong shooting your shot that like you write your own movie, star in it, direct it, and you choose like Randall Park and then Keanu Reeves to be your lovers. Yep. Like, yeah, good job for good you. Job. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, like, he, do they know? did they know each other or did she just be like, like was Keanu Reeves her first choice she's like I need Keanu Reeves to be in this movie or it's not gonna happen I would kind of say she wrote the part directly for him she's like I just kind of want it Keanu seems Reeves like it has to be right I just want Keanu Reeves to say he misses my thighs <laughs> and yeah okay done god he says so much more and I just go see it or you don't have to go see it just turn on your Netflix I honestly like at this point all the evidence keeps stacking up that he is just an immortal kind of god king who just does not use his power for anything other than delighting me personally. Mm-hmm. And that's really the kind of god king I choose to uh, believe in. Um, although, speaking of another E3 little morsel, um, apparently, Michael, how much do you know about Nintendo of America, the organization? That they're okay. really bad at product rollouts, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. It's okay if you, it's a, that's it. So they used to have a president uh, named uh, Reggie Fizami. Uh, he, he was like the head of Nintendo of America for years. He actually spawned the phrase, my body is ready, that many, many people, including yourself, have said in anticipation of an event. <laughs> he said that at E3, which is how it picked up steam. <laughs> Wait, what was his name again? Reggie Fizami, F-I-L-S dash A-M-I-E. All right. Or A-M-E. God. A-I-M-E. Yeah, I, I nailed it the first time. Um, hmm. So he said that. He was replaced Frenchman? recently by a new gentleman named Jeffrey Bowser. No. Yeah. No. That brought me such joy when I saw his stupid name pop up on screen. I'm like, oh, yeah. Obviously, he can only do president <laughs> of Nintendo work. That's like that's all he, would, he can do. Legally. Well, it's almost like there's two ways it could have gone, right? Like. This guy is eminently qualified for this position, but like, can we really hire a guy with the last name Bowser? Like, that's too on the nose, right? It's either too on the nose or this man is secretly a battle lizard turtle man. And uh, (laughs) eventually he will transform and take over the company in a hostile takeover. Okay, so he's reptilian. 
Yeah, I mean he doesn't he doesn't look like it necessarily, but his name is Doug Bowser or Jeff Bowser. It's I mean, either they, it's they either never Doug or look Jeff. like it. They never. Wow, that's true. Yeah, you have to you have to catch them on a weird video with their like second eyelid the, going. Only over. out of the corner of your eyeballs can you really catch them. <laughs> this Go guy, ahead. this guy's Twitter handle is at the true Bowser, which is terrific. Mm hmm. He looks like he could be a battle lizard. Mm hmm. And I mean, like. If you were kind of initiating your first year as like a new CEO of like the subsidiary American organization of a like powerful Japanese organization, like you would want to keep it under wraps for now. But like all good like anime villains, like they show the seeds of their own destruction, but also their like eventual un like reveal as a villain early on. Like mm -hmm. you, if mm -hmm. you know what to look for, it's all obvious when it actually happens. And like, hey, the true Bowser. It's as clear as they can get that he is a, a battle lizard looking to steal a plumber's girlfriend. I think the only way to figure it out for sure is to have a Nintendo of America go-kart race mm -hmm. and see how he races. Yeah. Because if he races like Bowser, that's a dead giveaway. Slow acceleration, real fast, real does fast. not stop for anything. No, just knocks the fuck out of people. I'm excited to see how he does race. Um, yeah, if there no. was a way, if there was a, a company that figured out how to do go-kart races with, like, honest-to-goodness Mario Kart, like, power-ups, and you could throw shit at people. Well, one thing, apparently, in Tokyo, we could have done this when we were there. You can, you can pay for a Mario Kart experience where, like, there are, like, strips on the road that when you pass over them, like, they'll make your car shudder or spin around <laughs> out of nowhere. And, like, so you can kind of get, like, the power-ups through that. Um, but do I get to throw a red shell at you and have you flip around and fall on your head and then get back up? No. Mm -hmm. I can't. I also can't shoot you off a cliff, sadly. Um, <laughs> and then have, have a cloud have, man have, come and have pick me Lockie up. Have Lockie to come float you back up and drop you back on the course. Um, no, unfortunately not. Mm -hmm. But someone figured it out. Um yeah, big, other big announcements from uh, E3. Obviously, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Xbox, I think, is releasing a new console that just plays the dang games for you, which I'm real <laughs> excited about because <laughs> I don't have time for it, but I still want to play them. I want to tell people that I want those gamer points. Yeah. Yeah, so. you want to tell people that you bought the game and you have the game, mm -hmm. but I don't actually want to play the game. Well, it's not even... I do want to. I just don't have it, but I do want... like. If if the dang console can just play the things for me, save some clips of it, and I can just watch myself on YouTube later, like, yeah, or, hey, if my Xbox could do a Twitch stream that I can watch at work of it just being me playing cool games, I'm in. Can I admit something that's very embarrassing? Mm-hmm. Do you have a Twitch channel? I do not have a Twitch channel, but... Rats. So, the last two video games that I've played for an extended period of time were Spider-Man. The, Sp mm -hmm. the Spodermans mm -hmm. and Breath of the Wild. Sure. I'm going through that one right now. It's great. In Spider-Man, I got all the way to the very last boss mm -hmm. and he kicked my ass because I, I didn't have all, I didn't have enough stuff. You weren't Spider-Man enough. I wasn't Spider-Man enough. And so You're I was like, well, now I'm going to have to go back and do a whole bunch of other things that I've already done to get more Spider-Man. So I just haven't. And it has you, been months. You just haven't collected enough Spider-Man to be Spider-Man. Exactly. So you're not and then in Breath of the Wild, I got to the last Ganon. Mm -hmm. And then you weren't you weren't Link I enough. It's not Link enough. I was not Link enough, and I was definitely missing some weapons that when I went to because I couldn't beat them. I tried, and I went and looked on the internets, and they were like, "Oh, you, you sh if you have this weapon, it's not that hard." And I was like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to get that weapon?" Yeah. So I haven't. So I have two video games. The last two video games I've played for any length of time, I've gotten to the final boss in both and then quit. Have you considered, I mean, I know you kind of just said it, but have you thought about being better at the games? I thought I was pretty good at it because I made it all the way to the final boss. Mm -hmm. And then you know what? Not everyone gets to beat the final boss. Some people end up being like a VP instead of a president. That's not a big, like, yeah. That's you don't be ashamed about. Like, hey, I'm... I am well accustomed to the fact that I'm never going to be a CEO of a company. I don't have to beat corporate. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to level up that hard. I don't want to put, I don't want to get the experience points. I don't want to, I don't even know the skill tree necessary. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can't, I don't have it. Nah, um, don't, I'm definitely not, a, not Michael enough to be a CEO. Mm-hmm. 
For and sure. that's fine. Not everyone's not everyone can beat. You know what, Michael? The real thing is you have to find out what level of Michael are you to beat <laughs> what video game? Like what video game can, can video game can you beat as this level of Michael? I actually really I started to prefer video games that can't really be beaten like sports video games where it's just like you just play it for an hour and you play a game and you either win or lose the game but it's not like you have to yeah. start over from the beginning when you lose the game you just lost str- the game that's it my struggle with that one and like shooter games is that any 14 year old is just better than michael at game yep that's and like true. if they were going for ceo of like modern warfare they're they're definitely higher in the succession chain than than i am which yeah is a i may be like a vp and like spodermans when there's no other people to play against but i am definitely barely a janitor at the at modern warfare um i am like charlie from uh, uh always yes. sunny in philadelphia in the mailroom like concocting conspiracy <laughs> theories about like who's getting the mail <laughs> at, at modern warfare that's that's <laughs> where i'm at so yeah. they didn't even pick my resume off the pile no they immediately threw it in the garbage yeah well uh michael what else got going on for me this week buddy Ooh. I feel like we had a lot to talk about last week that we just plum forgot about because um, to be frank, we just talked about dicks a lot. I feel like we, the natural thing to go from E3 and talking about Keanu Reeves is to move into other celebrity news. So just today. Yep. Today, Monday, June 10th. The Beebs himself oh. called out one Tom Cruise for what? He wants to fight him in the octagon. He wants Dana White to put on a fight between him and Tom Cruise in the octagon. Okay, I have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I I'll I haven't heard Justin Bieber's name in a minute. It's probably a reason that he's tweeting out about Tom Cruise. First, before we get into it, what was the triggering event that Justin Bieber was like, "Hey, you know what?" Tom Cruise is the boy, the man that I want to just go for. I want him dead. I want to fight him. You're not going to believe this, but literally nothing that I can see or that is in this story. Okay. He just woke up. Let's see. What time was this at? 1.34 a.m. So actually, he was probably drunk as so shit. So he's in Trump territory of yeah. tweeting at this point. Okay. He got was it. probably having a conversation with some friends about who they would fight. And he was probably like, "Man, I'd fight. I could, I could whoop Tom Cruise's ass." And all his friends are like, "Have you seen the fucking movies? He hangs from a building. That's him. He does his own stunts. You cannot fight Tom Cruise." And he was like, "Nah, fuck y'all." And he well, called he does out it, Tom Cruise. He does his own stunts. That's true. Um, so he just say, "Tom, if you don't take this fight, yours, your why, mm-hmm. why you are scared, and you will never live it down." <laughs> Who is willing to put on the fight? Dana White. Question like this mark. is this reminds me of the type of shit that like Ben Shapiro does, where he just tries to get people to debate him, and they're like, "No," and he's like, "What are you afraid to debate on the issues?" It's like, "No, you're just a fucking idiot." Like, who, what is what? Do you, how entitled do you have to be to lay down a challenge apropos of nothing? Um. Well, there's that, and then also, well, let, let's get really into this. The, the the nitty gritty of this one, there are, I'm going to say there are two, exactly two celebrities that I would never fight. We've <laughs> talked about one of them today already. Keanu Reeves, because mm-hmm. I've seen John Wick and I'm pretty sure he's the most deadly man on the planet. And two is probably Tom Cruise. And it's not just because he does his own stunts. I just don't think he has it in him to lose. He's also all. insane. Yeah, there's that one too. You never fight an insane person. That's like a rule. That's like a life rule for me. Like, do not engage in a fight with somebody who is crazy. And yeah, there there is that. And as, as, actually, especially religiously crazy. <laughs> and who thinks they may or may not be a god. <laughs> I'm just saying, you see all these times, you see these these big dudes who think they're going to take down a little dude. But they fight, they fight like a like a fucking mongoose or something. They just but go, he, they just go ape shit, and you can't, you, you can't even grab them. Here's the thing, too. One, you're never gonna get over the fact in your own head 
that you're fighting Tom Cruise. <laughs> so in the back of your head, there's always going to be that notion of, oh shit, I can't believe I'm about to hit Tom Cruise. Oh shit, I'm about, I can't believe I'm about to, I'm throwing my fist at Tom Cruise. Oh my God, I can't believe Tom Cruise is ripping my spleen now. <laughs> and Tom Cruise does not think that way. Tom Cruise is, oh good, another soul for me to, to harvest. That's all he's thinking. Yeah. Did you know that Tom Cruise is 56 years old? Yeah, and that's another thing. There's nothing nothing on the internet that uh, gains you more, like, fame and fortune than fighting a senior citizen <laughs> and you know that Justin Bieber is only 25? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Right? Is he real? Uh, he seems like he should be, like, 40 at this point. You forget about it because he's been, he's been annoying me for, I guess, <laughs> 12 years now. <laughs> and, like... Collectively, that seems like a much longer time, but... So Justin Bieber is literally less than half Tom Cruise's age. And he's... So he's, he's basically just picking on an elderly man at this point. An elderly man... But not an elderly man, like, that's going to lose the fight. An elderly man, like, Buzz Aldrin punching a fucking moon... 30-year-old uh, moon denier. <laughs> and, well, that's... I think th- there's the critical importance. I feel like... I feel like challenging someone to a fight is the opposite of the old man dating rules. So I think I think collectively the the like collective wisdom is that half your for, age for a person seven. you can't date younger than half your age plus seven. Uh huh. Yeah. But a older man can pick a fight with someone who's pissing him off, no problem. Like for Buzz sure. Aldrin can deck you if you're talking shit about him laying on the moon, no problem. But if you're a 25 year old man. You can't, you can't just challenge a, a senior citizen to a fight. I don't care if it is Tom Cruise, and he will accept it, maybe, um, if you insult his religion hard enough. Uh, I, I don't think it has to be like half your, or double your age minus seven. I think is the is the thing. Double your age, so so I think I think Bieber can only fight a forty six year old man. So I can fight anyone below the age of sixty seven. Hmm. Like clean fight, just fucking deck him, no problem. <laughs> Party. Now I feel like if you do want to, and Michael, this might lead into something we we haven't talked about previously. Game of Thrones, mm. well known piece of that that lore. It shows up in a couple different seasons. When you're laying siege to a city, you or the besieged city can offer a champion to fight. <laughs> on behalf of your entire city, all your religion, you're not just challenging the person. You're challenging their entire belief system, their livelihood, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if Bieber wants to make this work, he has to declare himself as a holy, I don't know, a Canadian champion against oh, Scientology. there we go. Canadian I think it champion. needs to be a one-on-one battle royale that every every single one of us gets behind. If we were Canadian. So the Canadian people just calling out Scientology as a challenge. And we have as our defined champion, Justin Demetrius Bieber against Tom Cruise. That's the only thing I think would draw Tom Cruise into this fight. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be a holy one-on-one battle. Honestly, like. And the stakes are Scientology itself. (laughs) If he loses, Scientology has to leave the earth. But if if Bieber loses, all of Canada is now Scientologists. Sorry, oh, them's the wow. rules, Shit. including the I don't moose. like the, I don't like those odds. No, but hey, th- listen, I'm not so I'm not endorsing this fight. But let's be honest. What if it, what if instead? Because like I don't think Canadians really. I don't think they like Justin Bieber. Like if it was Justin Trudeau, you know, Drake maybe. But like they don't like Justin Bieber. Maybe he's just he's the champion of all. Like child stars, people who became famous well well before their 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 years as an okay. adult. So like, if he loses, just they all have to disappear. All child stars. We're just- talking like all your Mark Paul Goslers. Your, uh, you know, it's weird. The kid from Jerry Maguire is older than Justin Bieber. <laughs> your Haley Joel Osment's. He's got to go. Uh, basically, anyone in Menudo. Sorry. Uh, Menudo, oh no. <laughs> well, that kind of sucks because there's so many child stars who had a renaissance and are cool now. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's, I mean. Sorry. 
if those are the stakes, if that's what if that's what Bieber's fighting for, and if that's what Tom Cruise has to do to kill him, then yeah, it's fine. We all all are, we we are agreed though that Tom Cruise would just like demolish him down to like atoms. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. He's okay. Mm. I do like I do want to see that fight because there's nothing that I would like more. Well, there's a lot of things I would like more, but there it's I would like it very much to see Justin Bieber get punched in the face, even if it is by Tom Cruise. The thing is, I don't think here's one thing. No, Tom Cruise wouldn't ruin his face. <laughs> it's it very much like uh professional courtesy. He would just go for the body. No, I think it's more like Princess Bride rules. Like, I mean, obviously in Princess Bride, it's your ears I leave you. So women and children, like you'll hear their like core eyes is how hideous you are. But like, I know I feel like, no, I'm going to leave you your face just so you can pretend to be just Bieber of old. Mm. But just just break your entire body because <laughs> I know exactly how to. I'm pretty sure that what happens in this situation is that Tom Cruise has a new assistant named Reek. <laughs> if this fight actually happens, this is my new my new agent, Reek. <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, though, uh, we haven't talked about the the finale. The last oh, yeah. season at all. The good finale of the good season that everyone like universally loved and had no issues with. Yep. That one. Yep. Yeah, that one. Yeah. What'd, what'd you think? Um I mean, again, I thought no problems. Loved it. <laughs> loved every second of it. <laughs> I loved that the dragon went away and no one knew about it. I love that they're uh they indicted someone of murder, even though there were no clues or really evidence of a of a murder. There's no fucking body. How do you fucking? There's no body. There's no murder. No body. No murder. Um, That's why that, that was probably the thing. So there was a lot of things that pissed me off later, but like immediately in that situation, I was like, "Oh, cool. The dragon took the body. John can just be like, I don't know. She flew off on a fucking dragon. I guess I'm king now." I think my big my big reaction was just. <laughs> After that happened and the dragon did its thing, I was like, in the moment, I I think I said it loud, and then it, it was definitely on Twitter. Um, man, that dragon really understands symbolism. <laughs> he understands that the throne really killed her. Well, but what is your take on the fact that John is a Targaryen, so he couldn't burn John? Well, John is. <laughs> well, Michael, it's or funny could you he ask. burn half John? My, well, so apparently not all Targaryens are fireproof, and John oh. explicitly has been shown in the books and the show to not be fireproof because mm. he got burned by a uh, by a uh, lantern when he tried to kill the first white in season one. That's a good point. Yeah, pretty good point. No big deal. Don't try me again. Speaking, speaking of nerdy <laughs> books, though, um, oh. so I have listened to you and Curtis tell me so many things about the Game of Thrones uh, realm from the books that mm-hmm. like I've started getting them confused to the point where I have started having conversations with other people and they uh, assume that I have read the books. Oh, that's dangerous waters, my friend. Like we were talking about something and I mentioned about how Grey Worm is going to, to Noth, which has poisonous butterflies. And he was like, that's a man who read the books. And I was like, why? Yeah. I, like, I don't know why I knew this. And then I was like, oh, Curtis and and yeah. Kush. So now I'm just people think I've read the books and I didn't correct him. So now I just I have to lie for the rest of my life, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly well, not going to read them. I mean, that's a that's a big commitment. And at this point, no real reason to because those them books ain't ever coming out. Um <laughs> I'll well, just one, read Michael, the, I'll read the last what the 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 winds of winter and then whatever one comes after that just so I can get a, a dream different get a different uh conclusion to the story. Well no, it's funny uh, funny you think those books are coming out though, which means you've never read the fucking books. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> Cuz those books ain't never coming out. Um did you make this this social gaffe with because you you start a new job, is that did you did you make that gaff in front of a new coworker? I did, but well, he actually hasn't started at at the company yet, so he's even newer than me. Luckily, okay, but well, it was at so, a table at a dinner, a work dinner with lots of work people. Oh man, you're in such a brutal position. Oh. <laughs> 
because not only does he think you're a fellow nerd when he comes on board, but everyone else who you, who's there, mm-hmm. who you work with now, mm-hmm. thinks, oh, Michael's a fucking nerd. <laughs> and you're not. But they've marked you down as such. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, what a what a hole you dug. Yeah, yourself. I know. And I like I. What am I supposed to say? Like, nah, I haven't read the books. And they'll be like, why did you lie and say you read the books? You're fired. Yeah, for oops. lying. Consult on these lies, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, you've really you've really cornered yourself. You either one have to read all the nerd books now to keep up or you have to admit like oh, I didn't actually I just knew that butterflies poisonous butterflies were on math because my nerd friends are like why are your friends that nerdy and you're not what's wrong with you how are why are you such a bad friend well we went through this I I think I would be late I would be nerdy er if mm-hmm. I wasn't so fucking lazy well this goes back to if if books read themselves for me exactly if the video games just gave me the achievements and the knowledge of the achievos, I'd be great. If great, Game of awesome. Thrones was better in the in the the later seasons and told me as much information as the books did, then I mm-hmm. wouldn't have to read the books. Like that's the whole point of movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to read. <laughs> just reading. It's <laughs> for fucking losers. Although I did read three books in a week. Hey, would you? Okay, the trilogy, the trilogy, the Wayward Pines trilogy. Oh, you uh, told me this like X Files. Yeah, I got turned on yeah. to it because it was, it, it was they were talking about like Twin Peaks, and I had watched uh, Twin Peaks, and I loved it. And he said that he was inspired by like David Lynch, and I was like, all right, I'll read this book. I didn't realize there were three of them, and then I kind of just like I I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of Wayward Pines. Sure. So. But I like I don't. It's just what I'm saying. I don't have time to read nine thousand pages of George R. R. Martin's bullshit. Sure, I'm sure they're fine, but they're probably like Tolkien fine, where it's like, hey, okay, I get it. You fucking walked. Can you just can you just get there instead of another twenty pages of fucking walking? And then oh, they're walking with trees. Oh, and now you're walking with sun out. And now it's cloudy. And fuck you. Just fuck you. Well, it's funny. The problem with Martin. So. George R. R. Martin's all about people getting places. Martin's all about them being in one spot and what they're wearing and eating. <laughs> Those are what, that's what really oh, takes cool. up. Oh, cool. So, like, Dickens. Yeah. That's what I hated about Dickens. Like, he could describe something that, like, a sandwich that someone was eating and it would take a fucking 80 pages. Yeah. And it's like, you're just, you're just a dick at this point. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, speaking of what people are eating, Michael, I want to tell you about a wine I had recently. Mm. It's a little while ago, um, but uh, I meant to bring this up to you. But then, you know, we didn't talk for at all period for years. Yeah. Years and years. Definitely years. Michael, have you ever had a um, a wait- waiter or waitress at a restaurant uh, suggest a wine to you? Yeah, and I usually then, I usually ask them to suggest one because that, like I know I know very broad types of wine. I might know like very like regions, but I I don't know enough to like okay. really pick one. I'll be like, "Oh, I like this type of wine. What's similar?" Yeah. Well, um I went out I visited uh, Athens, Georgia a couple weeks ago. Um enemy uh, enemy territory mm-hmm. for us for gator folks but home of creature comforts the great brewery great brewery went out to this restaurant that was like it, it was a an asian like fusion sort of place mm. uh but they prided themselves on their sustainable organic wines and uh the uh from the waitress, where like their own wines or did they no, get no, them no, just somewhere? in general just oh, okay. like organically sustainably produced wines um so the uh, waitress is like, this is one of my favorites. You got to try it. It's a nice Pinot Noir. So we tried it. It was uh, the Le Vincon uh, Poivetzel Pinot Noir. No big deal. I probably nailed all of that French. Um, so from, from southern France. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I knew that, for sure. Um, Michael, have you ever been recommended a wine that wound up tasting, I don't know, like like butt? I'm always worried about that because they they 
they bring it out to you and they have you taste it. And I'm like, what if I have to send it back, though? Because it tastes like butt. This is one of those things where I was I was literally this was the first time I've ever thought about. I did like the whole little wine dance. I swirled the glass, like checked the legs, took took a big old sniffy and then um, drank it. And I was like, well, maybe I just don't like Pinot Noir. And that's just on me. Like part of it tastes fine. There's no way um, you don't like um, Pinot Noir because Pinot Noir is like the most mild, like unoffensive red it's wine actually, you can get. Generally speaking, why I don't like it, but um, in this case, Michael, if I may be so bold, I'd like to share because I immediately looked up uh, ratings of this wine on Vivino.com, and this one comes from Henry Kermarski. Posted on March 16th, 2019, which was right around the time where I tasted this wine. Four stars from Henry. Another natural wine from my brother. Strong farm and barnyard nose. Cow and horse manure, which which would seem off-putting, but surprisingly not. Mild yeast and effervescence early on tongue. Raspberry and strawberry with sweet licorice. Cloudy in glass, medium acidity, medium tannin. I'm going to need you to back up. To the to, manure part. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go all the way back to barnyard notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty bad, but I uh, <laughs> I assume that's tied up in the manure. I mean, yeah, I get, I mean, I th- actually, I think manure notes is tied up in barnyard notes, because mm, I feel like point. barnyard notes really include includes a lot. Um, you know, I, I have said when walking into a barnyard that, you know what, I wish that I could taste this more. I wish I had all of this. It's similar to our conversation earlier about like nose and mouth and all mm-hmm, all the good things you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it really all ties together when I don't want to. I don't want to taste what I'm smelling, particularly <laughs> on butt notes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's got a note of um. What is is that? Is that poop? Is that poop? Is that poop oh. I'm tasting. Oh wait. Oh, let me really zero in on. Oh, it's it's horse and or cow poop. Got it. Like who who. That that had to be tongue in cheek, right? That can't be a real thing where you say notes of manure and you mean that as a good thing. To review your brother's wine, <laughs> by all accounts, your brother's wine. There are other very very good reviews on that thread, by the way. Um, I say the, the the link you sent me is a three point eight stars. Three point eight stars. Yeah, I mean. You'd be shocked at how many of them talk about the poop scent and flavor, though. Really? Which, which, to be fair, important, because there was a lot of poop flavor in the wine. See, the ones I'm seeing here, they got three and a half stars, juniper, wood-like oak, licorice, pure fruit on the nose, high acidity, soft tans, and nice balance. That sounds fine. Oh, love me, Phoebe Flynn, love me some Pinot de Anis, which sounds a little bit like Pinot de Anis to me. Barnyardy <laughs> and earthy. I found one that said um, mm. a hint of barnyard to it, which again, like any any barnyard in my wine is not really what I'm looking for. Here we go. So when I, when I, the night I searched for this, I found a lot that I was like, this is all bad, and I don't want it. Oh, um, and, but I couldn't find these reviews. But this is like walking through a cattle farm and a horse stable at the same time. Super funky, barnyardy, and a spiced nose. Christian George Clem says, super funky nose, outhouse mushrooms, there it horse is. sweat over cloves and overripe red berries. That's what I was looking for. What would you think that they gave it as a star rating, though? Outhouse Two. mushrooms, horse sweat over cloves. Five, sorry, five. Five stars. Four stars. Here's one from Sean Bloomfield. Enjoyed this with Pyrenees Brebi and bath salts. So apparently this, my boy is just getting <laughs> mad high and ripping faces <laughs> off. There is indeed a barn in here, but the barn is well kept and a holy horse resides within, casting an opulent maroon glow all around and neighing melodiously in notes of sour chair, begging to be ridden to the end. Ride him. Four stars. <laughs> this person says that it's got a medicinal quality that almost reminds me of Dr. Pepper. Also gave it four stars. Blueberries like whoa. See, and like this is one of those things where I'm just like Barnyard blueberries like whoa. Juxtaposed to a dude who says, 
Ridden like a celestial horse, begging <laughs> to run across the canyons and shit into directly into your mouth. It's like, yeah, I kind of want that celestial horse shit, but I also kind of want blueberries. Like, whoa, yeah. how many blueberries did this yeah. horse eat? Damn, there was like one or two specific ones that I remember reading and just being like, damn, wine fandom, you are just so nasty, though. <laughs> Yummy and tummy, five stars. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just don't know, like, I'm not a f- sophisticated wine drinker by any means, but, like, when Yummy and Tummy gets five stars, and then someone who is just, like, this celestial horse pranced upon the moon and flew down while <laughs> eating grapes and then pissed magic <laughs> Pinot Noir into my mouth, like, how, one, how do, how are those reviews of equal weight, but two, hey, wine fandom, Y'all nasty, though. What are you even up to? Yeah, I've heard a lot of descriptions of wines before, but barnyardy or manure have never been part of them. No. And even in, like, uh, do you ever watch, you've, I think we've talked about this, the uh, the documentary Psalm. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, where, like, five guys, or five folks are, like, trying to be, uh, they're taking their master, Salma, master sommelier exam, and one of the guys just consistently has the most ridiculous, like, descriptions, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it smells like a freshly opened can of tennis balls, or, like, a, a newly sliced uh, rubber hose. Those, to me, all sound, one, more realistic, and two, more appetizing than horse shit in your wine. Yeah. No, I mean, if you describe anything as barnyardy, I'm not eating it. I don't give a fuck it. what it is. Yeah, like even pigs. Like if you just were like, yeah, this pig tastes like a barnyard. I'm nah. like, why doesn't it taste like bacon? Yeah, wa- wash the barnyard off. Yeah. Maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe. Or just do pig better. <laughs> do, do pig and wine better. Frizzy, earthy, and really weird, but very good with mackerel and beets. What the fuck are you eating mackerel and beets? <laughs> no wonder you think this fucking wine is good if mackerel and beets is your go-to food. This tastes like ham shank and buffalo <laughs> beets. Anywho, can we go back real quick to celebrities? I'd love to go back to celebrities, please. I think we've all seen the the, the movie Borat, the 2006 yeah. hit by uh, what was his name, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yep. Um. Ages so well. It does not. Nope. It does not at all. But very one very particular scene, or I guess a series of scenes, was where he falls in love with Pamela Anderson, eventually kidnaps her, and tries yeah. to make her his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, she was obviously in on it. That was that was not he did not really kidnap. He did not just kidnap Pamela Anderson for the movie. Yeah. Although her bodyguards did think he did, which is really? great. Yeah. So she was the only one who was in on it. Like no one else was, except for <laughs> except for Sasha Baron Cohen and her. Terrific. But apparently Kid Rock saw the movie. He was married to Pamela Anderson at the time. And uh Sasha Baron Cohen texted Pamela Anderson and asked, Hey, how did it go? What did he think? What did Kid Rock think? And she texted back, he's getting divorced. (laughs) (laughs) I like that for two reasons. Well, first, I like that for one reason. One, the he's getting divorced implies that he couldn't handle it and now he's getting fucking dumped. (laughs) But two... I love, I love the thought that anyone would proactively seek out the opinion of Kid Rock on anything. <laughs> and what did Kid Rock think? Kid, oh, he loved it. Great. Kid Rock I, hated it. And <laughs> so Cohen thought that it was a joke. He thought it was joking. Like, yeah, okay, he didn't like it. But then a few weeks later, they actually did get divorced. And... Sasha Baron Cohen, he claims that they put as a reason for the divorce, one of the reasons, Borat. On the legal filing? On the legal just, filing, just Borat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... I was say, so this is from the AV Club, and it says that Cohen's version of the story also lines up with and seems to confirm some tabloid reports um, and some information from Ron Meyer, for, uh, who was the Universal Studio chief. Um... He apparently screened it with Kid Rock, and apparently Kid Rock flipped out 
at the screening because he hated it so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's just amazing for one. But two, like one, I can think of no higher praise as an artist if if your your shit is screened for Kid Rock and he's just like either <laughs> one hates it or two just like I don't get it. You're like, oh good, I nailed Perfect. it. I, I nailed it then. I also wonder how many other divorce filings <laughs> under reason for separation just include one word Borat, <laughs> but like the subtext is just my husband wouldn't stop saying my wife. <laughs> About everything. You know, every once in a while, I think that uh, if Rachel and I ever get divorced, one of the reasons will just be stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. Because whenever that movie is on, I will watch it. And she hates... She hates it for two reasons. One, she hates adults acting like children. She's, o- she's okay with adults so, acting like high school kids or college kids. That so lines up with everything I know about Rachel. And two... Sorry, Rachel. You must have hated living with me. <laughs> so high school, so like old school, she loves. Fucking stepbrother, she hates. Also because she hates John C. Riley with a passion. She thinks he I, is one of the ugliest people to ever exist. Wow. First of all, Rachel, please don't judge people on their looks, you <laughs> fucking maniac. That is <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, second of all, I get, actually, I don't get, not, I don't get not liking John C. Riley, but he's just a treasure. Mm-hmm. But I will say one thing, I was almost certain my brother was going to get divorced because of Step Brothers, uh, the scene where they go to the uh, interview together, <laughs> and uh, he just comes out from behind, Will Ferrell's like, hello, Miss Lady. My brother would say that to Aaron all the time, and she got so fucking mad at him all the time, because he would just break it out of the like worst possible like spousal, like, you know, uh, argument time yeah oh, for sure all the time and yeah convinced that they almost got they almost divorced because of that <laughs> yeah yeah me and rachel used to say the phrase sexy time a sure lot. so um but she was in on it so it was okay yeah i mean i i think i i, I definitely remember seeing uh borat with my like first college girl or yeah first college girlfriend laura um second girl Uh, (laughs) and uh it's so weird i was like who the fuck is laura oh right yeah i know yeah but uh yeah like that definitely like we had a lot of like that was just baked into like a lot of our relationship but like i don't think that would fly with anyone i've met since no no (laughs) of all the reasons to get divorced from kid rock though (laughs) being in borat and being kidnapped by sasha baron cohen for a goof like if that's what it takes like damn good for you like thank god you cracked that like enigma code <laughs> like too bad you had to steal the codes from someone but thank god guys can't even can you imagine how awful it is being married to kid rock can you imagine how awful it is being kid rock oh god like you have to hang out with ted nugent hunting bigfoot <laughs> you don't get the choice to win a, a podcast sweepstakes and go go to make fun of him i'm not gonna That's lie just though. your life Every once in a while, I'll just wake up randomly and like, ba with the ba, da bang, da bang, diggy, 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 said the boogie, oh, said up, junk, the boogie, said. Sure. Ding. Rock. Yeah, every once in a while, I wake up with uh, Edwin McCain's I'll be <laughs> stuck in my head. <laughs> it's once a year, at yeah. least. And it's just Makes the sense. opposite of Kid Rock's, Kid Rock's ba with the ba. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I can't really tell who wins on that one, buddy. So, enough about Kid Rock. What else you got? Well, Michael, speaking of things that are just too spicy for you to handle, <laughs> um, have you... When was the last time you were pulled over? Ooh. Actually, I think I might have told this story, but I got pulled over just randomly in the middle of the day. Me and Rachel were in the car. Like, we had just left on a stop stop, like a stoplight, so I wasn't speeding yet. Uh, I didn't Yet. I didn't I didn't run the stop sign. I was about to get on the interstate and they just get pulled over. And the guy comes to the car and his first words to me are, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you Michael Howard? Oh, hello. And I was like, one, he started the conversation with I'm sorry. If that's right. not an example of the most privileged white privilege I've ever heard. And then, hate, but then he hate knew to my bother name. you. <laughs> yeah. Hate to bother you, sir. 
I just have to ask, are you Michael Howard? Apparently there is a a Michael Howard who has an outstanding warrant from something that happened in 2014, but he's like a 57-year-old dude. And so I think what happened was he expected to see a much older person when he got to the front of the car and was like, oh, shit, this is clearly not a 57-year-old man. That's another (laughs) level of white privilege, though. Like, hey, I have this warrant out for your arrest. Are you him or? <laughs> and then he's like, do you have anyone else? Here? I was like, my dad's name is Michael Howard, but he's 10 years older than that. So but probably more your speed for what you're looking for. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, but, so like he, he eventually like he, you know, he checked my ID. He made sure that like everything was fine. He let us go. And then I was like, I turned to Rachel. I was like, shit, like. Is it possible that my dad was visiting us and somehow got <laughs> like into a left, bar fight or something? Left his name at the scene of the crime like, I did it, Michael Howard. Bye. So Call I, me Hambone. I called my dad and I was like, hey, you didn't you didn't commit any crimes in Chicago in 2014, did you? <laughs> and shoot your name into a, a bank vault wall? <laughs> so, yeah, that's the last time I've been pulled over. And then before that, it's probably been... Man, it's probably been like six or seven years. Yeah, I think the last time I got pulled over was literally I did a thing and then stopped and pulled over to the side of the road and waited for the cop who I knew was directly <laughs> behind me to come to come get me because <laughs> I was at a red light in Gainesville. This was like nine years ago. And I just like they were like not a busy road. So the traffic coming the other way turned left like they had the green arrow. They turned left and then there was no one else coming. So I just went and like halfway through the, the intersection looked up and it was a red light. I was like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> so I just I just pulled over and I knew there was a cop behind me, like two cars back because he'd been there for like a mile. So I just pulled over and he just like I rolled down the window. He's like, do you want to explain yourself, son? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just an idiot. He's like, all right, just I'll be back. <laughs> then just let me go with a warning. Uh, but once again, white privilege, white privilege. Um, but Michael, um, what was the dumbest thing you did in a car as a teenager? Actually, dumbest thing and then fastest speed you reached as a teenager. Oh, uh, I mean, those kind of both go hand in hand. I think I uh, was driving to visit a friend at Georgia Tech from Gainesville. And it is uh, 300. I think it was 320 miles. Sounds about right. To From Gainesville to Atlanta. Uh, on the way there, I made it in three hours and 12 minutes. That's too fast. 105 is the governor on my Ford ZX2, and I just rolled that bad boy the entire way there. And then on the way back, I got pulled over not once, but twice. Michael. <laughs> once for doing 105. The second time for going 83 and he pulled me over and I was like uh, you're not going to believe this but I literally just got pulled over because I'm an idiot I don't know why I told him and he's, and he's like, like I literally do believe you I showed him the ticket and he just looked at me and goes well I guess you did slow down <laughs> and he actually let me off with a warning wow yeah speaking of so this was in the middle of Georgia which, okay. which was great um, I think the fastest I ever drove was also in Georgia. Um, and I think I hit 110, but I was following my dad. <laughs> I remember looking down and I think I was driving his like green Astro van, like Chevy Astro van, big ass bitch. And I remember looking down and like he was doing 110. And I was just like, I think I'm going to slow down and lose my dad. <laughs> Because I don't want to go to jail tonight. Actually, yeah, I did hit 114 in Rachel's old Mazda Protege 5 as we were driving across the 899 miles of interstate in Texas. Okay, fair. West Texas, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. So would you say that that speed was just a product of boredom, lack of notice, or just like open road calling your your sweet name? Oh, man. the, The one in Rachel's car was definitely... We're in the middle of Texas. We hadn't seen anyone. It was middle of the day, and we literally had not seen anyone on the road in probably an hour. Yeah. And we were like, fuck it. Let's see how fast this thing can go. Begging to be get a, get yeah, a ticket. It was, it, was, it was begging to be let loose. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, well, Michael, I'm going to tell you about a uh, 16-year-old in Canada who, 
for some reason, was driving a Chevy Camaro, apparently a brand new Chevy Camaro, Mm. about 105 miles an hour. Okay. Match your speed. Okay. He received a $966 fine for speeding. What? Mine was $130. Welcome to Canada, bitch. Socialism. (laughs) And then a $203 fine for driving without a supervisor. Wow. So almost $1,200 in fines. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Would you care to guess why he was, and I don't know his name because he was he was a youth. Um, would you care to guess why the Royal Canadian Mounted Police pulled him over? Well, because he's 16 and he was going 105. Can you, what was his explanation? Obviously, I was driving faster earlier. Wouldn't fly. This was his first, first offense. <laughs> I mean, I would assume he'd just be like, I'm 16. I'm a fucking moron. I was having fun of this Camaro. Yeah. I'm um, driving a Camaro. You're lucky I was only going 105. I had too many hot wings and I needed to use a bathroom right away. <laughs> okay. Okay. Two things. One, that is my nightmare. Mm-hmm. My nightmare is any time that I like immediately, like I, I realize I immediately have to use the bathroom and I am not in the vicinity of a bathroom. Yeah. Pooping my pants is my number one fear, probably. Yeah. Two... I have thought about using this excuse if I ever got pulled over before, too, though. I mean, of all the excuses that I feel like would get you out of, I feel like it's my wife is giving birth in the Mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. seat and I'm giving birth in the front seat. (laughs) That's it. That's all you get. Did they give him a so they gave him a ticket, though? A twelve hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. So they did not believe him, I guess. I think they just didn't care, which and if anything, this is on him that he didn't. Just shit himself. Yeah, he didn't He didn't go to completion. Or get out of the car. Like, demand to get out of the car, and then just shit all over him and the officer. You gotta, you gotta commit at that point, right? Because otherwise they yeah. know you're lying. Can I say this? I find it so inherently unfair that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are allowed to use cars. Yeah, that's bullshit. If you're gonna be the Mounted Police, and I, I get it. The U.S. Army Cavalry, those guys have tanks and helicopters and all that shit. The mounted police, you, you you either ride a fucking horse or you put a saddle on your car. Or a moose. Yeah. Yeah. Strap, strap some, uh, some treads on a moose and you can come at me like a tank. I don't care. <laughs> but you better saddle up. Yeah. Now you, Sonny. You, have to have a, you have to be mounted. Mm-hmm. You don't mount into a car. Or change your fucking name. Mm-hmm. You can be the Royal Canadian Police. That's fine. I don't care. But until you, if you want to be in a car, you ain't the mounted. You're not the Mounties. No. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. A. If if Dudley Durate didn't have a car or a snowmobile, neither do you. Or a tank, for Christ's sake. You can mount no. up on a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you're riding the turret, great, fine. Yeah. But you better be riding up there, riding that thing dirty. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I, I. The only experience I have in this situation is, again, I know we've talked about this, is like when I was coming home from vacation in college, not having done anything for like three days, three to five days, and then like hitting the boundary of Payne's Prairie south of Gainesville, and then just being like, oh no, it's happening, mm-hmm. and just being on a clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I understand it, and if anything, I know it more than this kid does, because 25 hot wings does not equal five days of food. Sorry, it just doesn't. No, no. Um, but yeah, Michael, I, have you ever experienced anything like this? Pooping myself? No, but like been you've been on the clock oh, in a car. Oh, for sure. We were on a road trip one time to to up to uh for Alpha Beta like volleyball weekend. We're driving up to Maryland to actually Laura's house. <laughs> sure. Uh, her parents' house, and I'm in the front seat of uh, one of our friends' uh, Toyota Prius. I won't name any names. <laughs> I know. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, oh, And I'm just like, we're about 25 minutes out, and we had stopped to get McDonald's at some point along the way, and I was just like, you know how you can just feel it like drops? There's like that first yeah. drop, and I was just like, uh, we need to pull over somewhere like 
gas station, but we're like in the middle of an area of Maryland that's like it's just all trees and like like state highways. There's nowhere to pull over nowhere except for the side of the yeah. road. They're like, and so I'm just like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the house, but thank God, praise Jesus, I did. Luckily, because praise be. Man, I can't even imagine. I would have had to move to a different state and stop talking to anyone I knew if I had pooped myself in a, in somebody else's car. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you. I mean, I'm glad you didn't. I like you. Yeah, I mean, my life would have changed dramatically. I'd be a different person. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had that thought. I remember. I distinctly remember in um, kindergarten, I split my my shorts, my school shorts, mm-hmm. my little uniform <laughs> shorts, right down the butt. And I don't, I don't, I remember like distinctly thinking I really had it covered by putting my like bag over my butt. Cause it was like a little like shoulder bag with my books in it, like a little knapsack. Um, and I just remember thinking no one saw that. <laughs> I'm fine. But I know dozens and dozens of my friends saw my, my BVDs. You know how I know that I have matured as a person. I was in my level, I think it was level, I don't even know if it was level A or level B improv. So, like, I had only known these people for maybe four four to, to 12 weeks max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were doing some thing where we were, like, sitting on the floor as, like, a warm-up game. And somebody across there goes, hey, your pants are ripped. And I looked down and there's just a giant hole, like, in the crotch of my pants. Mm-hmm. And... What I would have done 10 years ago, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, is probably scream and then run out the door and never be seen again. But instead, what I said was, well, it's a good thing I didn't go commando today. And everyone yeah. laughed. And now, then, Michael, and that was it. You're you're an improv, buddy. You yes anded that did thing. It. Yeah. But man, that that would have killed me as a, as a younger person. I mean, like, good thing no one wants to see my dick. So it's <laughs> invisible now. <laughs> Well, good for you, buddy. I'm glad you've matured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still terrified of pooping myself, though. Oh, I mean, I, hey, hey, buddy, let me say this. A healthy fear of pooping yourself goes a long way in the, today's world. It's not even a fear of pooping myself. It's a fear of other people knowing that I have to poop. Yeah. Like being at a bar where I have to go into a shitty bar bathroom and use the shitty stall toilet that may or may yeah. not have a door. That is my ultimate nightmare. I'll say this at at this point in my life because I, I think I've struggled with this on a road trip way more often than uh, than a than a poop. The fear of having to pee and having no place to do so and no vessel to do it and no like even safe place on the side of the road to do it, like because I know that I can mind over matter a poop. I can make that one disappear. You can Harry Potter that shit away. I can't make. The need to pee go away. But at a certain we're point. dudes. We can just pee anywhere. Maybe. What if you're, I mean, what if it's dangerous outside? What if you're, where what are if you? You're driving, what if you're driving through dragon country? <laughs> you get out and they smell your pee and they come get you. You just, that, then you just crack the window big enough for your dick to fit out. You just pee out the car. That's indecent exposure, my man. Sorry. Nah. Not a, what, there's there's cops out in Dragon Town. I don't think so. If you sorry, hold on. If you lower your window and then jam your <laughs> hips up three to four feet up into the crack of your window and just piss out, so the dragons don't get you, but all the little kids on the highway can see it. Not indecent exposure is what you're saying. No, I'd be pointed towards the the side of the road. There's no kids. So over all the there. all the young. Possums and birds. Yeah, all the young possums and birds can see it. All right. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Uh, Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you like this episode, you can find find out more information at goodbuddyamedia.com, where there are literally dozen of blog posts um you can also find out more information on our sister show longest days of our lives in which michael and i and our good buddy curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24 we are just getting back into action on that one uh so i think we're about six episodes into season three which is a real slapper of a season uh but even if you've never seen 24 you'll almost certainly like this show if you like this one uh it's just us goofy boys goofing off on 24 uh which is inherently stupid so uh go ahead and check that one out and michael how else can people help us out? 
You can help us out by finding us on uh, all of your favorite podcast apps. Um, you can search for Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives. And when you do find us, please uh, subscribe and uh, leave us a rating. And if you really feel just like the power of Christ compels you, you know, mm. just leave us mm. a, a review. Tell everyone how great we are. Um, also find us on all the, the social medias. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at TILPcast at TILPcast or by just searching for Trends in Low Places uh, you will see our familiar uh, dumpster mm. and you will know mm. that it's us um, and please <laughs> Tis I. Yeah, follow us uh, retweet us share our posts um, you know anything to let other people that you might know know that you listen to us and that we're cool um because I know there's nothing more that you want than to tell people that you listen to our show. <laughs> yeah. Put us on your Instagram story. Yeah. Share shit. Well, Michael, um, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.